Hello and welcome to the Mindset and Self Mastery Show. I'm your host, Nick McGowan, and on this show, my guests and I unpack the stories that shape us and the lives that we lead on our path to self-mastery. So let's not wait any longer. Let the games begin. Hey, Stephen, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me. And hello, audience. And I appreciate you being on. To those of you who don't know Stephen, uh, you should, and you probably do, at least your parents may, or somebody else in your family. Uh, he's got a lot, a huge background. I don't want to jump into your steps, but I would love for you to give us some context. So Stephen, why don't you tell us who you are, what you do for a living, and maybe one thing that most people don't know about you that's kind of weird or bizarre. I, I'm just uh, basically a dreamer living a dream. I came to Earth to discover why people hate each other, why people can't get along. When we think that we behave and all we do is basically fall in line and become a servant or a slave. And I studied history and I run around producing music and you could Google me, it's M-A-C-H-A-T. I produced as much music in all various capacities as any human alive. I've written now 11 books. And I try to explain to you, you are not your body, A. B, you do not die. And C, no one can talk to God for you except yourself. So stop giving away your powers. Come here to live the life that you believed. This is heaven, and there's no shortcut to heaven. And the answer is love. And you need to shine a light on both you and everybody else. And get out there and enjoy the moments that you're here playing in a place called Earth. And stop believing people who talk and say they will tell you what you're meant to do. That's a great way to start this off. And I produced a lot of music and I worked with a lot, a lot of people all over the world that people, your parents age, your age. And if anyone's 15, 16 or whatever, you know, it's, I, st I, I attract talent. You know, I, I attract it. It comes to me because I could see what they're dreaming and I can help make their dreams come true. And I don't know if anyone could ever make my dream come true. My dream is to end hate. My dream is to end religions with third-party gods that say it's okay. As long as you worship me, you could kill everyone that doesn't. And as silly as this may sound to you, that's the history of Earth. And we need to make this place the heaven that it can be when we learn to believe that we are all equal, unique, special individuals that come from a collective consciousness all here to share our moments in Camp Earth. I was just going to say, I think we could probably just end the episode there. Like, thank you for your time. That was a ton of wisdom right in a couple sentences. Appreciate it. Uh, so I, you've got a, a ton in your background, music, entertainment, uh, entrepreneurship, things that you've done. But there's also, you kind of grew up in, in that, right? Like you were raised in that sort of environment? I believe you choose your parents. So whatever my journey here on earth was for, it was to understand dreams and to make dreams come true. So my father was one of the first music lawyers and you gave me a ball to go hit, so I'll hit it. When I grew up, dad would sit and let me be, dad used to manage a boxer called Sugar Ray Robinson. So Sugar Ray Robinson's a man that taught me that your temple is your body. Don't let anyone tell you that the church is where you speak to God. You speak to God in your heart. Take care of your temple. Take care of your body. 
That's your ability to move around Earth. He didn't teach me everything I just said, but he put me on that path. I met a guy named Sam Cooke, you know, and I was in seventh grade and he put out a song, don't know much about history, don't know much of biology. I want to know where he got that song. And what that did is that put me on a trajectory where all the clients dad would represent as their lawyer and soon manager. I would ask these people where they got the songs that they sang. Where did the lyrics come from? You know, before we became a cookie cutter A or B society, which is what America is now. You know, when I look at people, I, I, I don't know what to do. You are totally controlled by computers. Totally. You're either A or B. Our political parties, you're either Republican or Democrat. I don't think you're either. You're a lost soul that's allowing one side to sway you. You don't build a, a place of equality. You believe you have the right to tell other people they're right and wrong. Instead of saying, I respect your opinion, let's see how we could get along. The answer is love. And what I did is I went to accounting school down here in Miami and I studied history. I studied how the Catholic religion became a religion and how they created the world that we live in, you know, and by tricking you into believing Jesus is the same thing as Christ. One is love, one is control. And if you really love, you don't control. It's that simple. You accept, you respect, and you help each other. You know, you need to take care of yourself, but you need to become strong. And life is not a golf game. Life is a team sport. You know, if I want to break, say I want to break Peter Gabriel, someone you told me you like, we need to get to put together a team of energy that likes Peter and would help spread his message, whatever his message is. Same thing with Genesis, who your dad loved, you know, and it's, it, it's, it's a simple message. You look at ball clubs. I love baseball. Okay. I love baseball. Home run hitters don't win championships. They may win the home run championship, but that's a one-off. You know, you've got to put together a team. You'll live your dream. And I've spent my whole life trying to put together dreams so I could learn why some succeed and why many don't. Where do you fall into a trap? You are not the answer. You are part of the chorus to create the answer. And when you have a dream, you create a matrix where everyone believes the dream. It's written in my book called We've Got to Get Out of This Place. I recommend to all your readers to go buy it. Because I teach you naked truths that people are scared to tell you. Because this life that they're living sort of gets negated. And maybe you could be this year's New York Yankees. They look like they'll have the best record ever. You know, maybe they won't. But you know something? You'll have a lot of fun living a dream with a team. You will never have fun living a solo dream. It's, it's a hard thing because you're by yourself. So here you could be an individual and you could share a dream. You become a flock of love, F-L-O-C-K. And let's go grab it and do it, you know? Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. It's interesting how people, for the most part, when they get either really upset or jaded by life or whatever, they just kind of say, well, fuck it. I'm just going to do this on my own. I'll become that lone wolf and I'll do that thing. But I agree with you. That, and then what? Yeah, then they're kind of in a circle because you end up getting back to, well, I need community in some sort of way. I need to have other people I can do life with. And I, I'm right there with you. I think that life is about doing it with other people. And there are certain times where I think people get afraid because everything typically goes back to some sort of fear. So what have you find with the people that you've talked to over the years that were sort of some of those patterns that are those success principles in a way? 
I don't know why, but anyone that has ever met me will tell you since the day I learned how to ride a bicycle and started sharing my energies with others. A, I do not believe in death. I knew from day one, we don't die. I knew we go somewhere, you know, and you want to call it heaven. It's not hell where they try to scare you. You make your own hell by living in fear. Let go. You're an energy. That's all you are. You're an energy. And I knew this my whole life. And my issue is I can't believe people don't understand what I understand. Because almost everyone I know is fearful of something. They will all turn to that ultimate source. They'll turn to their Father God, which they don't believe in when you talk to them. And they'll start asking Father God to help them. They'll do something wrong and they'll go into a hole somewhere and pray to be forgiven. And it's like, who's going to forgive you but yourself? Stop it. Stop looking for third parties to do something for you when you're in control. If you did something wrong, fix it. Own up to it. Tell someone you did wrong, you know, or get to them when it's a later time. Stop living and believing you could forgive yourself for your sins. You never will. But what you can do is learn from your sins where you know you did wrong behavior and live a better life. Help people. Plant your seeds. Plant your seeds together. Build your dream. It will come true. It sounds like you uh, you have a hard time, and hard time is probably a rough way to put it, but a hard time understanding how people don't understand what you understand. Almost like how some people are like, I can't deal with stupid. I can't deal with the idiocy of things. And for you to think... I know all of this, but you don't, and you should know all of this. It should be innate. And I do think at, at kind of a quantum level, like we all have that understanding, but a lot of people are either calloused over or they can't actually get to it. So <laughs> throughout that frustration, do you have sort of tips or ways that you can help those people or even just patterns that you've seen people be able to do it for themselves? I've No, it's a little bit different. I just don't get it. And then if their energy and I don't match, I figure I'll see him at a later point in our joint lives. And if I don't, I don't. And by the way, I've produced over, produced in all the business aspects, over a thousand albums. And I'm the, uh, I'm the Paul Revere. I sit and tell you this album's out, this song's out, this movie's out. You know, my books are basically stories of my frustrations and my endless pursuit of love. And I don't try to tell you what to do. I can't do that. But I can say to you, there's another way to see it. You know, I can't believe the United States of America. I'm telling you straight up, we're a year or two away from a serious civil war. And what are we fighting over? You know, we're fighting to pay taxes. Well, where does the money come from that they spend? They create the money. Then they give it to the Federal Reserve who loans it back to us. And no one wants to understand what I just said. And my favorite person that ever lived that understood you're smiling, that understood what I just said to you, created a game called Monopoly. Why does the United States create money and then agree to pay the Federal Reserve interest for distributing the cash that we give them? I'm a very outspoken person and I just don't get it. But only through song and dance can I immediately open your heart. And that's why right now I have four great new artists coming out. I opened the record label with my wife. You know, we met again after not seeing and knowing each other for many years. And, you know, here's some grief. You know, my son died in 2015. We had a record label together. 
the artist that I was marketing and promoting with him basically his energy killed my son. And I had to deal with that. And the only way I knew how to deal with that, my son would have been 30, how old would Baron have been now? 35. So you were born in 1984. And, uh, you know, Baron was born in 1987. And with Baron, we had Young Lean, we had Grimes, we had Arker, if you know him. And uh, it just, it didn't work. It was bad energy. Young Lean killed my son, straight up. That energy and what they did. And I got over it. You know, I never really get over it. But at the same time, I put up on Facebook that my son is hovering around me. And he, you know, and Debbie saw it and she communicated with me. We hadn't really spoken to each other since 1970. And the next thing I knew, she was helping me run for the U.S. Senate. You know, I went away to finish my books. I came back in 2020. And she told me when we first spoke that her son had died too. And so she said to me, if I ever need to talk to someone, you know, call, call me. And um, we spoke and she helped me. And when I got back to Florida right before COVID, we basically kissed and we uh, fell in love. And right now we're husband and wife and she's my partner in SSK. I've opened up the School of Sacred Knowledge where I try to teach people it's okay to question everything. You're a mystic. You're living a life of, it's mystery. You don't know the ending. All you know is you're mixing your energy with other energy, and you're going to make a milkshake trying to discover why you're here and what the love is. And there's nothing better than drinking a milkshake when it's balanced. And, um, you know, it's, it's my favorite drink. So here I ha I've opened up the School of Sacred Knowledge. Google it. You have to put the School of Sacred Knowledge. They once existed all over Europe, and the Catholic Church decided to close it down because the story that you learn there doesn't agree with the papacy telling you that this is what they do. You know, when you read in the United States Constitution, separation of church and state, church is capitalized, which means it's a noun. So people don't do what I'm telling you need to do when you read a contract. Constitution's a contract. You got to see why it's a noun. What is the what is that capital church referring to? In 1788, it was what today we call the Vatican. Our country was created to throw the Vatican out. And now we have five Supreme Court judges telling us what we can and can't do. You need to talk to whatever you consider your sources and, and live that life. You don't need anyone telling you what you can and can't do with your body. You need a government that works for the health, welfare, and safety of the people. And the most important aspect of the health, welfare, and safety is to create a world where you could live a dream. That's something that's far-fetched, and you have to put on your eye, whatever. You go play video games. And I'm guilty of video games. I made the movies of Judge Dredd, and I made the movie of uh, Street Fighter and Resident Evil and Mega Man, if you remember them. You know, and it's... Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, OK. And anyway, you know, and then I had the United States government tell me I can't advertise while they're selling you bad food. At the end of those cartoon shows, I got into it where the United States government said you can't advertise albums. And what I was doing was using that show to introduce you to new artists. You know, when I did Street Fighter, I was part of the, if you know, rap. I divided it between West Coast and East Coast, and it ended up being a civil war. 
You know, I had all those people in that Street Fighter album. I just love life. I love your smile right now because I realize you're resonating with something I'm telling you. You, you came to Earth to turn on the radio from Genesis, right? When I was with Phil Collins or Abacab. You need to understand Abacab. The song says to you, where do you get your ideas from? And he gets frustrated and yells and screams. I don't know. It can come from a mirror. It can come under the bed. It can come behind the couch. And I'm like, there it is. There's your answer. So my books, I try to walk. I don't, I don't know anything. I'm not better than anyone. I'm just an energy. And if I can make you smile, it's great. If I can make you believe you're here to live in heaven and we can make heaven if we stop letting other people tell us what to do. Because if you really know the truth and if you live the truth, you don't need people telling you what to do. But when you live in a country that teaches you you could lie, steal, cheat, and cover when you live in a country that says all the judicial decisions before can be overturned so there's no consistency, so if you pay enough money and if you lie enough, you can make new laws when the same law was settled law. It's like, hey, what are you telling us? You need to have certain conditions that are permanent, and you need to understand it deals with making sure everyone has an equal opportunity to become the dreamer. And if your dream is only to live and live on earth and not, you know, not be a type A personality, bless you, go get it. That's what my books are about. It's right there. And I lecture around the world. I produce music. I've got four great albums coming out. I've got some movies coming out. And before I leave planet earth, I'm going to keep doing what I do. Because sooner or later, my body will say, you know something, not only can't you hit the ball, but you can't walk to first base. And then I'm like, okay, those 90 feet will not be walked. I just, I actually love life, no matter how I come off. I love watching people smile. I love giving people the confidence to go forward. And it's like, okay, let's go. Yeah, it's those little magical moments throughout life, you know? Like even right now, as you're talking about this stuff, to be fucking aware of that and go this right here, you're smiling. A lot of people just bypass that and just don't even think about it because they're too lost in themselves thinking about how they look to other people. The truth is, you if you smile, guess what? You look 10 years younger. <laughs> you just, you're smiling. You just got rid of every wrinkle you have. You know, it's really cool. That's uh, funny. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I'm right there with you, man. It's it's interesting how a lot of people will get so frustrated with the shit that's going on out there. And I've watched you kind of go through some of that even, even as, you, as you've talked. You're frustrated, but you understand that at the same point, like life isn't about those frustrations, about the joy that we have throughout life and what we're doing. I appreciate that you're an inspiration because you're just doing what you do. Like if somebody told you differently, you wouldn't give a fuck. You'd be like, that's cool. And moving along and continue to do what you do. But I think it's the fact that you have that journey and that pursuit to be able to find those magical moments that brings those magical moments into existence for you. Or more of that stuff comes from it because you're pulling it out of me. You're pulling it out of other people. So how do we pull that out of you to be able to have some of that for ourselves? Almost a little bit of that elixir. Uh, to be able to just take that. Is there any sort of like, hey, if you boil things down, it's this. And I think you've said it a couple of times. Basically love. Just the love of life. And then you wrap your interpretation of love and you make an onion out of it. The answer is love. The question is love. Love is what love is. If you define it, you ended it. If you sign, if you get married and you sign a prenuptial agreement, 
you've basically just ended your marriage. You've defined the ending. Sure. Yeah. It makes sense. If and when this thing ends, you don't take any of my things. And that's a pretty brutal start. You share everything you created. What you walk into with it? I don't know. You figure that out. But what you two create together? You know, it's like writing a song. If you write the word A and I have a song and you put A in there, under common sense, common law and the Copyright Act, guess what? You and I are partners. Unless I make you sign an agreement that says no. Not true. So have you been married before? I've been married three times. And I've learned lessons. So it's interesting that you're saying what you're saying, having been married three times. I recently went, I went through a divorce last year, so I'm understanding that side of it as well. But I, I want to feel that. You smiled when I said this song to you here today. <laughs> the Beach Boy song. Yeah, yeah. You know, you learn the truth. And when you're young, love means something different to you than when you start aging. And you discover, well, that's not love. You'll also learn that sex is not love. Sex is a physical activity you engage in. Love is higher than that. Love is the highest form of life you could live. Nothing higher. I don't want to pull this back into a weird spot for you, but on the topic of love, you and your wife both share the loss of love and can share in that together. But how how did you manage how did you manage your mindset and being able to be in that spot when you lost your son in fifteen? It's even worse. I wasn't married to the, my baby's mother. She and her activity helped engage him in living in fear. She never taught him to respect himself because she couldn't do it. And I used to spend days with my son basically blowing love into him as if it's a tire, teaching him how to get strong, how to believe in himself. And we created a record label and he didn't believe in himself. And it was hard. When he was with me, it took time to get him to believe in himself. You know, and I don't disparage her. She was a weak person. She got hooked on certain drugs and she was weak. You know, she got hooked on pharmaceutical pills, mood pills. You know, it's a hard life especially when you're in front of people your whole life, especially when you could rebound, you know, they could throw nuts and bolts at me all day. You know, I'll get over it. You know, maybe I'm Zeus. I could catch those thunderbolts. So what happened was I really never, I never mourned with my ex. It basically set me free. You know, I took care of her. I gave her money. I moved to to Mexico and it's, it's on. See ya. But how did you process through that uh, that loss of your son? Never mind the mother, just your son in general. And that was your business partner, and it sounds like you're pouring love into him as often as you could, and then he's not there anymore. He is there. That's what you learn. <laughs> you learn he does. I wrote a book. It's called um, Sacred Knowledge, A Rock and Roller's Guide to Higher Consciousness, and he poo-pooed it. And in that book, I share with you that God is love, love is God. God is not a definable entity, it's an energy. And we all come from the energy of God. So he dies and physically dies. And all of a sudden he reappears, he formalizes right in front of me. And he's wearing what he was wearing when he died. He told me he made a mistake and he's sorry. And he says, I'm gonna be your messenger. 
And he says energy-wise, vibrational-wise. And you can pick this up if you pay attention. He says to me, look, you've got a hole in your heart, and I'll forever travel with you. I will mend the broken heart. I will be there with you. And he said, Dad, you of all people know that to be true. And he said, and your book is true. And I looked at him and I said to him, Baron, I didn't need you to die to tell me that. I said, I didn't need you to die to tell me that. And we were we had a producer that was producing Kanye West. And my son wanted to give Kanye the new book before he died. And I go, no, you're not. You are not giving that man my book. So that becomes his rap. People need to read the book. But anyway, Baron's with me. You know, it's Debbie and I are going to go watch the Yankees. We're going to see him play in Houston two games like we're kids. Baron will be at that game. There's no way he won't be at that game. And by the way, that's in my book. We've got to get out of this place. I teach you energy. As long as you maintain and remember that energy, it never leaves. Be it reincarnation, which I believe in, or believe in ascension where you get out of this matrix. As long as you basically have that energy because it's an attraction, that energy is here. You know, Baron's like watching us right now. And every religion is based on what I'm telling you, except they interject a father God. You know, we're so crazy, we don't even respect Mother Earth. Our body is from Mother Earth. It is not from Father God. It is made up of chemicals, and it's a DNA made from other DNA here on planet Earth. So what do we do? Every breath we take, we poison the air, we poison the water, we poison the seas, and we poison the land. We make genetically modified food, which makes new viruses that became COVID. We sit there and we poison everything. And we say, we'll just do a little less poison. And if you believe the Ten Commandments, they tell you to honor your father, which is your consciousness you came from. And they tell you to honor your mother, which is planet Earth. You can't sit here poisoning planet Earth and thinking it's okay. You know, we wrote a book. It's called The History of Viruses and their effects on mankind then and now. I give you a 13,000 year study of where viruses come from. And to this day, people say viruses are not alive because they can't handle when you can't see living organisms that are too small for you. You know, I record everything. I recorded a man that produces music from plants. He miked the plants. It's called Steve Scully, you know, and his singing plants. And what we did is we mic the soil, and guess what? They communicate with each other, but we can't hear it. We hear A through G. You know, we have 49 notes, you know, and it's like that Crosby, Stills, and Nash song. 49 reasons all on the line. All of them good ones. All of them lies. But anyway, um, it's, it's there. I just try to teach you your energy. Listen to the energy. Tune in. Watch the birds fly. Watch this formation they fly. Watch ducks walk around going like this, ah, ah, ah. and they're looking for food. They're looking for seeds. That's what we are. We're a bunch of ducks, and we don't understand that we could fly. We could be a butterfly. You don't need to be a moth, and I could go on and on with all these things, and that's why I write the books, because it will be remembered, you know, and then you go to the School of Sacred Knowledge. I, I teach you. I teach you history, or I share it with you. You may not want to believe me, but it's all true. Who are we? You know, it's like, okay, my God's bigger and better than yours, so I'll kill you. Are you kidding me? 
you go to church or whatever you want. We sit there. It's it's insane. We're living in a country now, right now, where it's red against blue, right? And it's I went to camp. That's like color war. At the end of color war, whoever had the most points, you know, you won color war. You hugged each other and you loved each other. One time I took Barry to game seven of the World Series. We're in Arizona. And the Yankees won games three, four, and five. They lost one and two. And it was pretty funny because I ended up sitting next to the presidential soon-to-be candidate, John McClain, because he had to be at the World Series, McCain. And then um, anyway, we went to game seven. And these idiots, they were winning three to two. And Barron's going nuts. We're right off. We're at first base side. And he's going berserk. He's jumping up and down. The Yankees are winning. He's making fun of everybody. And he and I both learned something. Mariano Rivera came in. The game got tied, bottom of the ninth. He blew it. All right? How does Mariano Rivera blow a game? Well, guess what? He's human. So anyway, so all these people are looking at Barron. And I just heard, tell your son to congratulate them and shake their hands. And I, how old was Baron? It's 2001, so he was 14. And um, I had him shake everybody's hands on the way out. And these people looked at me and they're like, what a lovely boy you have. Oh, this is so nice. And you know what he said to me as we were walking to the car? He said, you know something, Dad? I'm really happy I did that. I go, what did you learn? Because I don't know what he learned. He said, they had every right to root for their team the way I did. Their team won. So that was really cool. I congratulated them on winning. What a powerful lesson that was for me. Yeah. I mean, he gave me his lesson and all those people 100% correct. But I learned, you know something? Okay, this is fantastic. You know, you just keep speaking. And I watched everybody. And I was in heaven because my son was a light after being so much darkness for all of them. You know, it's like, okay, the light got turned on. And I'm sitting there and I'm dwelling in his light and our light and all their lights. They won. Okay, move on. Wow. That, that's such a powerful thing for you to not only bring that up, uh, but for you to hear that, feel it, and do something on it. Change the rest of the outlook for those people. As a Philly, as a Philly fan, I think of what the Philly fans would do, and that's not typically how they would roll. They would be the ones freaking out, cursing, and everything else. But it's kind of almost to be expected in that sort of sense because there's so much passion. Back to the political side, there's so much passion for things and sports. I've got a couple friends that don't get sports; they just don't get it at all. And they're like, "I don't understand how you can root for people to do things that it's just a game." But I'm right there with you where it's deeper than that and there's deeper meaning to it. Yeah, and it's still it's it's a medium of any sort. So if you take sports, you take politics, you take art, you take whatever, it's just choosing of a medium at that point. And from there doing what you want with it. I'll share something with you. Anyway, I'm older than you, and I love baseball. So the Philadelphia Phillies never won a pennant. Never won a World Series, right? And they were the last original of the 16 baseball clubs that created the National American League team to win a World Series. I always used to think there was no way to do it. And before I was born, you know, it's, I, I learned a lot watching the Phillies win. And in 2008, you played Tampa, right? 
And then 2009, it was the Yankee turn. Yeah, yeah, you're you're welcome. You can have that one. <laughs> yeah, but you know, we just saw them. I love baby. I love I love life. I love concerts. I started Real World and Walmart with Peter Gabriel. World of music, arts, and dance. I ended up going all around the world, learning people's formulas, learning what they're doing, and I share all this wisdom or whatever I obtained. Without, it's not about me. It's about we. This is what I could share with you. You could believe what I see, or you could you could see something different. But this is what I see. If you put together a team, you could live a dream. And if you have to get power by dividing people, that's a problem, because the triad will come back and it will rebalance. And that's when war starts. You need everyone to believe in a dream. And my dream is not your dream. Honor their dream. And let them figure out how to make it happen. But if your dream precludes anyone else from having a dream, you've created imbalance and you're going to have a problem. No one's better than anyone. And everyone's as good as each other. The dreams that I think uh, people are afraid of are the things that are outside of themselves that they don't understand. So... But what I'm get a coach that then I'm also kind of gathering one of the things that maybe you're not fully directly saying, but you're alluding to is that doesn't really matter where you're able to just take moment by moment and be able to go through those moments because you look at each moment as a moment of love and a moment of that life and being able to actively be in that space. Um, it's funny how all you all you are is a memory. Honor each memory. That's what your brain does. Your consciousness is not in your brain. Your brain is a machine. It's a computer. It tells your body how to work. What a human being does is the same thing a duck does. It eats, it sleeps, it shits, and it reproduces. So what we do is because we have a consciousness and we don't walk around all day like this looking for food and then go to sleep, we try to figure out what to do in between those four activities. And we get ourselves into trouble. You know, it's like, okay. It's, I love life. And you're smart. I love talking to you. It's great. You get it. Yeah, absolutely, man. Totally. So, hey, why don't you tell, uh, tell the audience what you've got coming up and coming out that we, uh, that we can expect to see and hear from you. It may be easy just to ask you, if you go to the schoolofsacredknowledge.com, everything I have coming up is right there. It's also everything, not everything that I've done, but the list of all my books are there. And then you could segue to SSK movies. You could see I've got three movies coming out. One I could tell you about in one second. And you go to SSK Records. You can see what, you know, what we have coming out. You know, I've got a poetress who happens to be my wife. She's as good at writing poetry as anyone in the world. She, she describes the books through her poetry. It's, a it's fun. It's really a lot of fun. And then I have a friend who in 1978 ends up down in um, well, a little bit south of you. He ends up down by the Everglades. I didn't know him then. So he's in the Everglades and he's trying to make a living out of Everglades City. And all of a sudden he goes onto the fishing boats. And then he works on this fishing boat and the guy looks at him and he goes, you know, we do a lot more than pick up crabs. Well, what else do you do, Captain? Well, we're going to go into the Caribbean and we're going to pick up these, some pot that's being thrown over the boat of the people from Colombia. 
and you're going to help me bring it into the Keys, not the Keys, you're going to help me bring it into past the Keys where there's 10,000 islands, and we're going to go chop it up in the Everglades City, and we're going to export it all around the United States. Anyway, it's called the Saltwater Cafe, the Cowboy, and um, it's becoming a full-length motion picture, and, you know, it's going to be done with Amazon, and I'd be really, really surprised if it doesn't make you smile. These are just... They did this without guns. You know, they, they had no guns. They just did it. They all got picked up. But you had grandma there. You know, it sounds like an Elton Johnson country comfort. Grandma down this, out of, the, out of the parish, you know, the Catholic parish or whatever, and waiting for the trains to come. And they're sitting there. They're chopping up pot to go sell it. There were no guns. And the FBI busted them, and they didn't know what to do, and they sent them away, and he got sentenced, and now he's just... A good old boy sitting and writing his memories. And he met this good old boy named Stephen. And all of a sudden, he asked me to help him get a movie. And it will be coming. It's a great story. And it's great rock and roll. And he's telling you stories how he went to Columbia. He met the drug kings. And anyway, that's coming. You know, and then we have Isaac Ryan Brown. Okay. And it's he's an actor on Disney. And he's, you know, he's part of someone's home that people would know, Raven's Home. And Raven's Home, uh, he's the star actor in it. So he put together an album. And just like I did Bobby Brown, this kid's a great dancer. And, but he writes his own lyrics. And I'm like, I love this. So I'm going to do whatever I can to help it happen. Then right by you, I have an artist called Rocks Revolt in the Velvets. Listen to it. It's great rock and roll, and hopefully I'll break it. And then, because you are an Eagles fan, you know, I have an artist called, um, well, it has nothing to do with the Eagles except football, but um, his name is Dallas. And he was a star football player for Iowa. He was, you know, a defensive guard. He's a big boy, but he was a singer. He sings Song of Love. And my friend who, was, who lived with Sean McVay, who was the LA Rams coach, won a Super Bowl, has been in two Super Bowls. Anyway, I've got, this is some of the best country music I've heard. You know, and, and then I have another artist coming out who no one knows yet. And I'm telling you, she'll be big. She'll be big. And uh, it's it's all up there. And you can read my books. You can talk to me. You can take some of my courses. I mean, one of the courses I would, I, I, would, I don't care what it would cost. I have the guy that created the singing plants, plants, and he's talking about interspecies communications, and he tells you how plants talk to each other. But I could go on and on, and you need to get a breath because I throw a lot of energy. So to all your listeners, I'm here if you need me. You go to the School of Sacred Knowledge, whatever. I've got to let other people bat. I need your mind to rest and go, what a mouthful, you know, and it's, I'm on a roll. Yeah, and I appreciate that. I, Like you said earlier, I like to toss up those softballs and let you kind of swing at those. And you take those things and run with it. So, man, I appreciate that. And look, I want to be mindful of your time, Stephen. It's been fantastic talking with you. I appreciate the connection. I hope we can stay connected. I'd love to hear about the new things that are going on and keep you in touch with what's happening here with the show. No, please let me know. And straight up, I should be in Tampa to watch the Yankees beat them in September. But other than... <laughs> <laughs> I I don't blame you. 
But other than that, whatever. I'm around. And if, by the way, those artists I just told you, if I could interest you to come, get hold of me and I'll take care of you. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, let's definitely talk. Uh, I appreciate you being on the show, uh, giving us as much uh, wisdom as you have and going into depths of stories. I'm sure we could sit here and probably shoot the shit and just go through hours and hours of stories. And hopefully at some point we will. Uh, hey, where uh, where would you suggest people go to find you and best connect with you? Would it be the Sacred Knowledge? The School of Sacred Knowledge dot com. The School of Sacred Knowledge. You could also go to stevenmichat.com. And, you know, just come on in. Come on in. Sign up. Join us. Let's become a better earth. Let's clean up our trash. Trash is fear. And then you need to burn the hate. You burn hate, you end up in love. It ain't worth, it ain't worth your energy. Make, plant your energy. Plant your love and let it grow. Be the seed of the future not the pollution of the past. <laughs> yeah, no more trash. So I've got one one last question for you before I let you go. What's one piece of advice you'd give somebody on their path toward self-mastery? Straight up, real simple, believe in yourself. And if you can't believe in yourself, get that energy out of your body. I could sit and teach people kundalini energy. I could teach you how to breathe. I could teach you... If you're living in fear, I'll tell you exactly what's going on. You're not breathing through your nose. I'm not some hippy-dippy, new age, whatever. I'm telling you, fill your body with breath. Breath is the kiss. It's the kiss of love. Put it inside you. Go for it. Just believe in yourself. Take a shower. Just sit there. Close your eyes. Shut your mind off. And then wake up and come back. You were given a gift. It's called the present. Live the gift, the present. Don't live in your past, which is your ass. And don't live in the future, which is anxiety. Stay in the gift, the present. So in one sentence, believe in you. Believe in we. As it's a now run on sentence. Believe. <laughs> thank you so much for being on the show. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Hey, thank you. And audience? If I bored you, I'm sorry, but you got a mouthful. So anyway, it's a lot of rain. Let it seep in you. And and thank, thank the host. He's doing good for you. Not just introducing you to me, but he's teaching you. Love life. And he's got a great smile. And he looks 10 years younger. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, thank you. I'm humoring myself now. I'll stop. Take good care of yourself. Another great conversation on today's episode of the Mindset and Self-Mastery Show. So, what did you think of the show today? I'd love to hear your thoughts. and Check out the Instagram or Facebook page to join the conversation. If you enjoyed the episode, please jump over to iTunes and subscribe, rate, and leave a five-star review. It helps us be found and helps others be healed. If this episode opened your eyes, made you think, or smile at all, then I'm sure it'll do the same for your friends. Check out the show notes for more info from today's episode and check out other episodes on TheMindsetAndSelfMasteryShow.com as well as our YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube and look up The Mindset and Self Mastery Show. Thanks again to our incredible guests for being real, honest, and vulnerable with us today. I'd like to thank our sponsors. And most importantly, I'd like to thank you. Thank you for hanging out with us today. Your support means the world to us. And with that, remember, your mindset matters, and so do you.